Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everyone, welcome back to Simpin' After Dark. It's been a long, lonely two weeks without you guys, without me being able to come on here and vent and talk shit about all the crazy shit on the internet. If this is your first time listening, Simpin' After Dark is a podcast where um, I, Ashley Mendoza, I pick a song, I get into the lyrics, and then I talk about whatever's been popping on the internet, and then I use the lyrics to kind of open up conversations about relationships and love and heartbreak, all that. Happy Valentine's Day or post Valentine's Day, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Wednesday. Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, that's April, by the way. I have Hi. a guest today. They know who I am. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> if you are new here, April is my sister. She's been on here like a bajillion times. Yes. Yeah, with it. So, um, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having Excited me. Excited to have you. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. I listened to a podcast episode. Uh, the podcast is called Armchair Expert. I found out about it on TikTok, actually, because there's a movie coming out. It's an Anna Kendrick movie called Alice Darling. It's kind of about an abusive relationship. It looks like a thriller. I haven't seen it, so don't worry. No spoilers. Um, but I was like, this is kind of perfect to talk about for the episode, the movie. And then I seen a clip posted and somebody was talking about that podcast episode. So I ran, I listened, I've listened to it twice already just cause it's really good. And so that it's fresh in my mind. Listen to it twice. It's so good. Like there's so it many is. good points. It's really good. I, I haven't listened to a podcast other than ours in our network. Of course. Shout out wild <laughs> seven. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't listened to a podcast episode or a podcast in general that was that good and that like not only educational but like you know easy to relate to great host um yeah he's a really good host Max and monica yeah really great hosts and anna kendrick is just underrated as hell she's so yeah, smart she's very talented very and talented. she was a really good um guest i guess for the episode she was so yeah. vulnerable and just she's so open. open but she just really knows how to communicate her feelings and I love that. I know. I'm like, are, are like all actors like that? Just like really good with their words? Or is that just, no. she's just really smart and like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Some, some could be, but yeah, she's very, very smart. 
And yeah, I love I loved hearing all her points on just everything about her relationship and everything else. But yeah, we'll get yeah, into it. Yeah. So there's actually even like articles about it if anybody wants like a rundown on the episode, but I'm pretty much gonna like talk about everything. You don't even need to go listen to the episode. Like I'm gonna fucking talk about like every single point. Yeah. I took notes because I was like, <laughs> damn, they're spitting. I mean Dak Shepard, uh, it's like Kristen yeah. Bell's husband, if you don't know anybody if you don't know who he is um i don't even know what movies he's in or anything he's in a lot of stuff that i just forget yeah <laughs> he's like a really know. like yeah, yeah. recognizable God, face and actor and name God. don't know what he's in but apparently he's been in aa for a long time alcoholics anonymous right. so um apparently through that i didn't really know much about it but he's very open about his journey with all that so he talks about how that program has really helped him to learn to apologize. Obviously, you do like the whole 12 step thing. We have yeah. to apologize to people and also just to recognize your feelings and how to handle everything and process everything in a healthy way, especially when you're like an addict because your brain just works so differently that you like have to get a handle on your brain and everything that it's going through. Yeah. So he had a lot of good things to say. Yeah, he, he mentioned an episode or something. It was like seventh or seventh day. Or what I, was it? Do you know what he's talking about? I don't. Episode? I I know they both brought it up. She asked him about seventh something. Yeah, yeah But yeah. I didn't know if that was like part of the program. Seventh day or something like that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if you knew anything about it. But no. it was like kind of mysterious. He's like, oh, I don't really talk about it, this and that. But Yeah, I was like, hmm. Yeah. Was I'm sure. Curious. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so we'll be talking a lot about that. And then it also kind of really ties into the song I want to talk about today, which is Kelly Uchi's I Wish You Roses. I think it's the first single for her album that's dropping next month. So excited for it. I went to her Spotify. It's the only song on that album. So, Oh, really? Yeah. So there's um, she's dropping two albums this year, an English one and a Spanish one. So the English one looks like it's coming first really excited for it even though i really fuck with her spanish stuff we love a bilingual queen yes she's so amazing i think she's colombian right i don't know uh i think so yeah so that song obviously it's called i wish you roses it's about like letting go of a relationship with grace and just like wishing them well you know and she uses like a metaphor of like a rose for a bunch of stuff when we get into the lyrics we'll kind of talk about that but the reason I was saying it kind of correlates is because Anna Kendrick, obviously, she talks about her toxic relationship. And it's really crazy. Like, I can't wait to get into it. Like, y'all, you need to hear this shit. It's nuts. But she talks about how at the end of it, she just wished like wished him well and just wanted healing for him and all these things. And she's just an overall very gracious, understanding person. Like, I was like, wow. Yeah, who Anna Kendrick? Yeah. 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 I know. So the song's like perfect for so her. So patient, so giving, and just so fucking understanding. understanding. I would say too understanding, but Aesthetic, you know, compassionate. To each their own. I didn't know you could be too <laughs> understanding, but uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we will. Um, But also, really quick, I just wanted to talk about you, season four is here now (laughs) not you me what about like wait you didn't tell me anything about this (laughs) um no yeah you i love it um pen badgley it's back baby yes i'm gonna watch it probably soon tonight or something well for me it is february 10th by the time this drops maybe everybody will have binged it by then so maybe i'll talk about it soon but i just saw something today i don't know if you saw about how the next season there's not going to be any sex scenes because Penn Badgley, like, requested he didn't want any. 
And apparently it's because, like, out of respect for his marriage, like, he's not really comfortable. Oh, really? Doing it. Yeah. So a lot of people, like, were giving him backlash and stuff. Holy shit. Honestly, though, I don't remember the sex scenes that much. There's a picture that was kind of going around. I wonder if I could find it on Twitter where it's, like, a BTS shot of a sex scene where it's the girl. I forgot her name. Oh, uh, fuck. I forget. Yeah, I forgot her name, too. But she's, like, sitting on top of him. And, like, it just looks so awkward. Like, I'll show you. (laughs) It's, like, the cameras and just the way everybody's rigged up. And it just, like, looks so uncomfortable. I can't imagine being married and have to do that. You could never. I think I've even talked about it. Or maybe I talked about it on the Amigas podcast, which, by the way, (laughs) is that dropping? Oh, God. (laughs) Yes, I have so So many projects on the back burner. Yeah, it's been been a busy month. Yeah, so I think I talked about it maybe on there where, like, I have, like, my um, on-screen fiancé. And, like, we didn't even have to do nothing. Like, it was just a photo shoot where we, like, hold hands and pretend we're, like, fiancé. And even that, I was like, oh, my God, this (laughs) is so, like, awkward. First of all, awkward. Second of all, like, being in a relationship, it's, like, weird even though it's like not and it was nothing but i can't imagine having to do like a full-on sex scene yeah it is like but you also had another scene like with him it was like post sex or whatever oh yeah and his girlfriend was there (laughs) oh she was in the room and i was like why yeah. I mean, I guess if you guys are cool with it, she understands. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the actor's life. But yeah, like, that's what everybody was saying. Like, well, his wife should have known that she that she's marrying a actor. Yeah. But it's like, how do you guys know it's a wife that asked him to stop? It's like, women always just get blamed. Yeah. Maybe he just really didn't feel comfortable doing it. Like, we're always just assuming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, out of respect. He, he said out of respect for his wife. So. Yeah, and he's just genuinely uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine even like yeah, holding someone's hand that's not my, you know, husband or boyfriend or partner or whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah. Doing a full-on sex scene, that's like a whole other thing. I mean, unless you sign up for porn, or am I allowed to say that word? <laughs> yes. <laughs> corn. You say corn. This isn't fucking TikTok. I freaking hate TikTok, that shit. Right? Yeah, I would just like do a little bleep. I guess you could say corn. <laughs> that's what i mean less work for me <laughs> whoops <laughs> yeah it's not like you're doing corn but you yeah know, i don't know there's like a thin line between being an actor who's doing a sex scene and then doing you know like straight up corn it's <laughs> a very thin line with some of these yeah. scenes yeah because oh it's God. all about the human experience being an actor it's about being someone that you're not it's about being with other people that you're not normally with it's like the whole human experience so yeah it must be an interesting lifestyle Definitely I mean, not I, I can't me. say I could never, but I don't know. I could, I could say it. <laughs> I could never. I work with a lot of actors and like, I don't know. So on the director side of things, it's kind of a similar thing. Like imagine you're the director or producer of you and then Pim Badgley's like, no more sex scenes. Like, how would you feel? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I would, I always uh, like sympathize with the actor. Like I feel very protective of, of talent and actors you have such a close relationship with them as a director and as a producer. I just always want to make sure they're they're taken care of and comfortable. Because I don't think that you need to have, like, a sex scene to make something great. Like, I think that with a lot of, most shows and most series don't necessarily need a sex scene or nudity to make it great. Like, when you, when you mentioned this whole sex thing, I was, like, in my head thinking, trying to remember, like, a scene from you where there's like this really memorable sex scene 
And yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of great scenes and whatnot. It but just like never really drives the plot. It's not memorable enough to be like, oh shit, like I'm I'm bummed. Yeah. It's the same thing with like Euphoria. Like if they were like, oh, no more like, you know, titty scenes, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Like we'll be fine. We'll be no or no more, you know, junk. That's fine. That's, that's totally so fine. It's for me, it's all about the story and I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like mind. there's like two camps of people, like the people that could do without it, and then the other freaking horny ass people that are like more sex scenes. Yeah. There was a, literally a tweet going around on Twitter where it was like, like, what is the point of sex scenes? Like, can we just like insinuate it and then get back to the plot? Please, and people have gotten better at that. But then other people were like, no, I love sex scenes. Blah blah blah. I think they make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, because a lot on. of times you're also watching, you know, these scenes with like either family or partners. And so if you're watching with your partner and it's like, that's awkward. Right. Like you with know. your boyfriend, it's like a girl's whole titties out doing like yeah. some shit. And I'm just like looking at him like, yeah, what the fuck are you looking I at? I mean, you that's why they invent corn, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. For me, it's all about the story and you it's can apply interesting. it. You can have like interesting visuals and, you know, new ways to kind of show that they're doing it, but without actually showing all of the nudity. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely weird. But good for him. I'm, I doubt I'm, anyone I'm will even notice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right? Like, set fine. your boundaries, boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do your thing. We support you. Yeah, I mean, well, kissing kiss scenes are definitely needed, I think. But, yeah, so when you're, like, naked in the same room with somebody, that yeah. can get awkward. And the kissing thing reminds me of, I don't know if you saw or you heard of that movie, You People. You, right, yeah. Like, Jonah Hill and, like, Lauren London. I saw it just because I was, like, one day. I think I was doing my nails or something. And it, was, it wasn't the best movie, whatever. It's like a chill background movie. It was honestly, yeah. whatever, kind of forgettable. <laughs> it's been done before, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of people's complaint was that, like, Jonah Hill and Lauren London didn't have any chemistry. And there's, like, no kissing scenes in it. There's zero. There's, like, one scene at the end where they get married and it's, like, you know, you may now kiss the bride type thing. And supposedly it's, like, CGI. What? Apparently, like, if you pause it and, like, look... They didn't actually I think, kiss? No, I seen a <laughs> clip of, uh, I think, the Joe Budden podcast where he was talking about, uh, he had somebody on that was in the movie, this other comedian, like, tall, skinny white guy mm-hmm. that's in the movie, and he's like, yeah, when we were shooting that scene, they were like, all right, and cut, like, when they were still, like, two inches away from each other's face. Yeah. And then I was like, what? That's weird. Maybe they're going to, like, cut away in the uh-huh. movie. We'll see. And then he watched it, and, like, you could see it, like, kind of morph all weird. What? Like, what is the point of that? That is so weird. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. You do need, you need yeah. kissing scenes. Yeah. Because that drives the plot. Especially yeah, because people really about- can tell. They're like, there's no, it felt like they were just yeah. besties the whole time. That is so weird to me. You have to have, like, the chemistry readings. Like, you cast people together in the same movie based on how well, you know, they, their chemistry is and stuff like that. So that's yeah. really bizarre. The yeah. Fuck? And especially because it's, it's a story about a couple. And who are, I mean, I, I'm assuming, I don't know too much about it, but, like, they're overcoming, you know, adversity or, like, you know, yeah. problems with their parents and all that stuff, social yeah. dilemmas, whatever. And then they, assuming, they end up together. Yeah. And get married. So a kiss yeah. would be, like, such a simple way to put your... A little that, peck. Dude, that is like so, a little peck. That is so weird. It's, like, almost, it's like, very fascist. weird. <laughs> fascist, I'm dead. <laughs> it's, like, well, Cinema Paradiso, so one of my favorite movies ever, you know. It's, like, you know, at, at the very end, well, throughout the movie, there's, like, these scenes in a movie theater, because this is, takes place, like, you know, like, years in the past, where um, you couldn't show kisses on screen, 
And so oh. the film editors, which used to have to, and the projectionists, they'd have to cut the actual film reel and they would take out the kissing scenes and they'd splice them together. And then they would show those versions in theaters. Oh. So sometimes, you know, they would kiss, but then like if they distributed them in like that country or whatever, in most countries, um, they couldn't show that. And so the beautiful scene at the end that you've probably seen is the guy, the main character, he's watching... Just unlocked a, a memory. A freaking compilation of all these kisses spliced together. Oh, and it's like I remember now. I just got the chills. Precious like, moment in, in movie history I've ever seen. Choked I up. freaking love it. Yeah. So yeah, I think kissing Listener, is necessary, you know, yes. for movies. And stuff. If you haven't watched Cinema Paradiso, 10 out of 10 recommend. Beautiful movie. Yeah, I'll make you cry. Yes. I'll make you cry. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm like... I know it gets me every time with the music and everything. Oh, I could just picture yeah. it. That's beautiful. Yeah, so that's very fucking weird to me. Yeah, it's weird, and some people were assuming it was like, oh, out of respect for Nipsey Hussle. Like that was like three years ago, but, I believe. Like, why are you gonna like? No offense to this actress, but like, yeah. why are you gonna be in a film being someone's wife or girlfriend? Yeah, you know, like a love interest. You could have given that role to someone else and made the movie better. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were saying, and at the same time, like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That just doesn't make sense to me. It's a huge assumption, but I kind of hate seeing shit like that. And I've kind of seen it a lot where people are like, oh, damn, like Lauren London's a real one. She hasn't dated anyone since Nipsey Hussle. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So they just want her to be so like single forever, forever, and that makes her like you know, yeah. Like I can't imagine it. the day that Vanessa Bryant she's gonna get so he, much shit. Yeah, I feel yeah. so bad for women. Like these men pedestalize these women, kind yeah. of like the freaking like holy mother of Christ right. or something. Yeah, where it's like they're a martyr in a way. I don't even fucking know if that's yeah. the right word. Where like I they know, lose yeah. their man. That's like this highly revered idol for men or just for the world in general. Yeah. And, and they remain a virgin almost. Yes, they want that's what they want. It's very weird. Yeah. Like y'all better surprise not me freak though. Out doesn't surprise me. At all. But uh, it's just but, I mean who knows what her reasoning was, but yeah, that's just uh, you can feel that. Like even like it's kind of like when I'm watching a movie and I see somebody holding a coffee mug and there's no liquid in the mug, I feel that. Like I don't mm. know if you notice it, but like yeah. next time you watch these things. There's something to it, you know. Yeah, it's so in the movement. You can only fake so much, but I've heard production designers talk about this. Like, 
when they dress like, you know, tents in a circus and you can't see inside the tent, a lot of times they'll still add stuff inside the tent. So you feel it when you're watching it. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Like, so, you know, it's not always about what you see. It's a lot of the things that were in that moment that are coming through in the film that are just kind of there and they're so subtle, but like, I don't know. Yeah. You're taking away a lot of the magic, you know? So it's fucking weird. Very interesting. I gotta watch it. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about watching it. It's not the best. <laughs> well, I want to see that scene though. Yeah. It's just the end. I'm sure if you Google it, there's like clips everywhere all over. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so weird. All right. So what else did I want to talk about? Um, Kali Uchi's album that's coming out. It's called Red Moon and Venus. So love that. March 3rd. Love that. That's and such a cool name. Red I know. Moon I love Venus. it. And then like all the like photo. Yeah. Um, cover art. It's very nice. For it so far. It. Yeah. It's very night shady. Shout very out. Nice shade. Yeah, very astrological. And um, Uchi and yeah. So beautiful. She always has Is like the best visuals. Or she's Scorpio. I don't know. Kali Uchi's. I yeah. feel like we've looked this up. I feel like she would be. I feel like a Libra just because she looks like she would be. Yeah, let me look at it. Libras are all beautiful, ruled by Venus, the planet yeah. of beauty and love. Oh no, she's a Cancer. Oh, Cancer. Yeah. Okay, shout out the Cancers. Oh, You're also crazy. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Moon sign in Libra. Oh, there it is. So, okay, that that makes sense. Her Moon signs in Libra. Fucking knew it. Okay, that makes sense. Red okay. Moon in Venus. Yes. I can't wait to hear more of it and see all the features and the list of songs. Can't wait. Yeah. Let's listen to a clip of the song before we do anything else. her voice so much i had to get that little clip of her at the end yeah <laughs> so beautiful i love sing her. to me kelly i love it so i just yeah so it's called i wish you roses and the whole roses metaphor i feel like it's just a tale as old as time yeah literally beating the beast <laughs> the rose, um, yeah but it never gets love, old yeah. it's just i feel like cavemen were probably doing it if there was roses back then <laughs> yeah they're, they're they are overrated in a way but like a beautiful flower and they symbolize like someone's love yeah especially know? just like the way it can like wither away like there's so many things like thorns but yeah like, right right so many things <laughs> like how can you not use it mm-hmm. so it's a good like lead single for the album that. so it's pretty it's much song. just her yes it's so good she's just mourning or not even mourning i think she's very much over it and just wishing him well there's a line i really like yeah so it's the chorus she says i wish you roses while you can still smell them so kind of you know just letting whoever know like enjoy your life enjoy this peace you have right now while you can yeah because and then the, the next line with pretty flowers can come the bee sting it's like because your karma's fucking coming for you Enjoy the roses while you still can. Right. I was going to say, she's not that nice. <laughs> yeah. But it's also it's like, like a little idea. petty. Yeah, yeah. It's like the idea of just like kind of when you tell someone like have the day you deserve. Right. It can be You're not nice. Really saying anything right. wrong. Yeah. 
But they're going to have the day that they deserve. True. And then that's up to them to reflect what that means. Yeah. Like, what do I deserve? Am I an asshole? Do I deserve some bad karma? Exactly. That's what you're going to get. Yeah. It's like, enjoy it. Because, yeah, your karma is coming. Yeah. It's it's like when people get out of a relationship and then the one who cheated gets in a new one. Yeah. Enjoy Enjoy that. And, dude, every single time. Every single time people that get into relationships with a cheater, they end up getting severely heartbroken or cheated on. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but yeah, I believe in karma so hard. Yeah. And like that actually reminds me, there's a clip. I was going to make a TikTok about it. Somebody like tagged me in it. They're like, thoughts? Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It was about another podcast and they had this girl on. I think she was like in the corn industry, possibly. She just at the industry, huh. but she's talking about like, Oh, like I've slept with so many good, really good, good men that were like married and had children and they took care of their wives and kids. Like they were really good, good men. And it just uh-huh. like made me like not trust men now, oh. basically. Ugh. And but that also gives me like it's the same sentiment as I've seen on Stripper Talk where they talk about bachelor parties that come in and how they're all cheaters uh-huh. and how they like kind of have lost faith in men. And I literally saw another TikTok of a stripper talking about pros and cons of being a stripper. Yeah. One of the cons was that she's lost faith in men. I've seen that over and over. And, like, at first it's like, damn, like, that sucks, you know? But at the same time, you need to remember they have a very limited perspective of the type of men that they are seeing. Well, for sure. Exactly. I was going to say, like, not all men men. (laughs) go to the strip club (laughs) or, you know, cheat on their their partners, but... Yeah, I can so. understand if that's like your everyday kind of, you know. You're yeah, that's all they see. Then, of course, they're going to be yeah, cheated. Exactly. But it's like, are they really good men if they're cheating? No, they're, they weren't good men to begin with. Yeah. But that is kind of the ultimate price that they pay doing that, even though it's just a job. So, like, no shame to, like, sex workers at all, strippers or whatever you do. That's kind of the ultimate price that you pay doing that is that you become super jaded and can never trust men because the type of men you see all the time, that becomes like your like whole world of men, even though it's a very limited type of man, like a very specific type of man, Yeah, which is why it's always a red flag to deal with the guy that hits strip, cl- strip clubs, <laughs> I think. <laughs> like if you're going to get married and you're talking bachelor and bachelorette party, and they're I like, know, we talk about this all the time. Like, no. if they fight tooth and nail to do that, that's a red flag. Uh, I know. And I would call off the whole fucking wedding. And in, in our Bad Bunny episode, I said it then, and I'm gonna say it now. We need new traditions. Yes, new wedding traditions, like the not toxic ones. <laughs> the bachelorette or the bachelor experience of going to a strip club is so dated. It's it so is. it's so 90s. It's like you wouldn't put that in a 2023 film. Because that shit's been done too many times, and it's old. It's boring. It's so, dead. You know, let's think of new cool ways to, to do this. Let's I elevate agree. ourselves. Like, traditions is just innovate. a weird thing to think of, a lot of them. Yeah. I've seen, like, that. I don't know if it's, like, a meme or, like, a screenshot of something where they were, like, um, traditions are basically peer pressure from dead people. Because, <laughs> like, why the fuck are we still participating in some of these yeah. trash-ass traditions? Exactly. Just because... And it's just kind of like setting up the wedding to kind of be like weird vibes because you're both like, hmm, what did you do? <laughs> God, I don't care how much trust you have in the world. Like, it's just so fucking weird. Yeah. If you hit the strip club, you're shady. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, so, fuck, that. fuck that. Wish you roses while you can still smell them. That line could also be interpreted like different ways. Like when I first heard it, I thought maybe like while while he's still alive, like is she being that nice? Yeah. Is she being that sweet and for forgiving and whatnot? Like, yeah, she's she just saying like life is too short. Enjoy it while you can. I think it might be a double entendre. Maybe because I know I think I sent you a TikTok of like Caliucci, like with the l- lyrics for that, and uh, I think so. maybe it was like explaining. Like oh, what the song was about, and it was about oh, okay. just like letting go with grace. I have seen or it, yeah, actually. Yeah. So it seems like that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, because if you're truly letting go with grace, and you've truly been in a stage or a state where you're like truly forgiving the other person, and you actually wish them well, which is so like unheard of, and you know, there's only so many people that have done that, or you know, at least from my perspective. But that's. It's rough, very like wholesome and just an elevated point of view because I, I, I feel like I can get there, but like, I don't know. But that also reminds me of there's like one point in that podcast armchair expert where they're talking about kind of that whole idea of rising above the natural human condition. She was talking about another guy, Pete Holmes, I think. Oh, yeah. Where she was, like, listening to a podcast that he was on. Yeah. Or something. His or podcast. if he was on his. or I think he has a podcast. Okay. And he was talking about, like, some retreat he went on, like, a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how, ultimately, you just need to give yourself space to feel these ugly feelings. And mm-hmm. then, like, move past it. And at first, she was kind of like, huh? Like, I yeah. thought, like, spirituality was, like, rising above these things. Mm. But it's such, like, a misinterpretation because even in, like, like real spiritual people, like, kind of what I've talked about before, these fake, positive, spiritual-ass wannabe hoes, <sighs> that's gender neutral as well, trying to be, like, positive vibes only. Like, yeah, yeah. No, real spirituality is about being in touch with the ugliness of yourself yeah. and giving yourself space to go through it and then moving, like, past it when you're right. ready and not shaming yourself or judging yourself. Yeah. Or feeling those things. That's like the ultimate like pinnacle of spirituality, I think, is like not judging yourself. Because I think all we do is judge ourselves yeah. all day and feel shame for yeah. everything that we do. I know, I know. Anna Kendrick talked a lot about that in the podcast. Shame. Like, oh, yeah, it's the worst emotion. It is. It really is. That We're was like a big, a big thing yeah. in the podcast. It's kind of what kept her in an abusive relationship. For a long time was shame. Well, especially like, and I truly relate to her saying, you know, she's a feminist, this and that. And like, as a feminist, and you know, you're stuck in this like abusive, toxic relationship. And, you know, maybe you've been like talking about how much of a feminist you are, or like, you know, maybe you've talked, you know, publicly about your opinions on men or relationships and just like your viewpoints are very strong. But then you somehow find yourself in this strange situation because we're human and because it could happen to anyone it can happen to anybody exactly and, That's then, what she and was now she's about. just like well i can't tell anybody about this because you know I, I would be such a hypocrite and, yeah you know yeah she mentions how when fk twigs had first spoke out about her shit with shia labeouf 
how FK Twigs was like, yeah, you just realize it can happen to anybody. You could be like the strongest like woman, yes. like, blah, blah, blah. And then yes. you end up in that situation. And it's so fucked up because like, I know every woman can relate to this too. You sometimes like you hear these stories and you're like, I'm on their side, but secretly you judge them too. <laughs> like I'm going to be straight up. Like I, in my head, I'm like, well, why can't you just leave them? Or like, oh, that would never happen to me. But like, I love that Anna Kendrick was like so open uh, about her feelings yeah. and how she truly felt. And cause yeah, she just explained everything so well. Yeah. I think it's and just from like, the outside. It's that. so easy to be like, well, why don't you leave? Yeah, yeah. And like, that's why it's so dangerous to say like, couldn't be me for sure. <laughs> well, never, never, never say never, right? Like, yeah, no, it's life like, will humble you so fucking fast. Exactly, if you say that, yeah. And we're just like we're way more nuanced, and yeah. you know, shit's not black and white. So, yeah. yeah. So let me give like a breakdown on that movie, Alice Darling, and kind of Anna Kendrick's relationship before anything. Yeah. So I saw the trailer. Like I said, haven't seen the movie, so no spoilers. This is based on the trailer only. Um, which is a really good trailer. I think I showed it to you, right? Or no. did you watch it? I uh, know. I barely no? had time to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll explain it to you yeah. now. It's really good. So it starts with like her meeting up with her two friends, like at a little coffee shop or something. And they're like, oh, like we're going to go away this weekend or next weekend, whatever. for like a little girl's mini trip. Blah, blah, okay. blah. Like just us, like you're going to come. Right. And she's just like, yeah, of course I'll be there. Yeah. And then you kind of see her in the next scene, just kind of like by herself talking to herself like outside like a store or something and she's like yeah it just came up it just came up yeah just repeating that and i'm like what the fuck and then she like you see her walking with her boyfriend next kind of telling him like oh hey by the way um remember that work trip i told you about turns out they are gonna need me after all blah 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 he's like oh really like that's crazy she's like yeah like it just came up and then you realize she was fucking rehearsing to tell this to her boyfriend she's also lying right she's lying yeah yeah. which goes back to the whole thing where it's like you blame yourself and you feel ashamed because you're like we'll we'll get we'll get into that more also whoa sweet man cave thanks serious upgrade how'd you pay for all this i got a home equity line of credit from figure i was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days wow that fast and easy yep the application is 100 percent online plus no out-of-pocket costs just fast access to the cash you need how do i get started go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade figure lending llc dba figure equal opportunity lender nmls 1717824 terms and conditions apply visit figure.com for more information for licensing information go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org but so then she ends up going on the trip with her girls and then you see her kind of talking to him and like her kind of still lying but then at the same time it's like why does she feel like she has to lie you know like yeah. obviously she's lying for a reason probably yeah but um terrified obviously yeah so her friends are just trying to question her because she's like just trying to freak out and be like what the hell like just act like nervous and weird yeah so her friends are like what's going on blah 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 and she's like i just i lied to him like i i just i feel horrible she says he wouldn't love me if he knew how bad i am so it's just her really blaming herself but then the next scene you see the boyfriend or she's like i'm leaving but then the next scene, he, like, pulls up. And the girls are, the other two girls are like, what the? Like, at I the, didn't know you were coming. At the event? At their, like, cabin that they were at for oh. the little girls' trip. Shit. And they're like, what the heck? How did he find them? I don't, I mean, she probably told him. Or I don't know. I think. You probably tracked her. No, I think she mentions that he went through her emails. Oh, God. Yeah. So then he's there, and then the girls are uncomfortable. And then it just, like, looks like, it just becomes, like, a thriller. Like, it looks super, like, a... Yeah. thriller because 
it's basically a horror movie like yeah. if you're living that well, she talked about it. it she said it's a drama but it's very much like a horror it feels like a horror and because yeah like yeah. you have compassion and you just imagine like how fucking scary you're like living with a monster yeah and what i love about it is that and they even talk about it is that it doesn't really i don't think show any physical abuse or anything but like watching it, you still understand that she's in an abusive relationship yeah. without well, anything physical having to happen. You, you have movies like uh, Enough with J Lo and everything. Yeah. Oh my god, I just watched that. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love that movie though. It's good. Yeah. But it's so you, like you know, in the in the previous years, you have films that are about physical abuse. I think it's like the most like extreme case. Yeah, but oh, you a don't, more extreme case, you which really it does happen. Of course. Yeah. But you don't have a lot of uh, films or, like, you know, anything in, like, the public or pop culture about, like, emotional kind of, like, the secret kind of abuse yeah. that happens that, like, from the outsider might seem like, oh, well, he's such a nice guy or, like, yeah. oh, does he beat you? you like know? the but covert like, narcissist abuse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, which ugh. I feel like I talked about Scary. something recently about how we have, like, so many ideas that are, like, the Hollywoodification yeah. of, like, sex trafficking, you know, we have taken. Yeah. And then we, like, dismiss what actual sex trafficking yeah. is. And the same thing with abuse, like, because yeah. we only see one type of abuse in the media. So then, like, when we hear somebody come out and talk about their experience, and even Anna Kendrick talked about on the podcast, she's like, I just, I, like, feel like there's going to be people that are going to be like, what is she talking about? Like... You're lying. Yeah. Like, either not believe her or just feel like she's exaggerating, basically. Right. And it's because we don't really have a lot of ideas or, like, experiences or situations that we see of what it can look like. It doesn't have to be physical all the time. Yeah. So that's a really cool thing. I want to watch the movie. I haven't really seen any marketing for it too much, actually. No, I think really. only TikTok. And I looked up movie times, and there was, like, one yeah well especially like in our area but yeah so yeah gotta watch it no i love that she and so she gravitated to the script right because she yeah. related to it she said a lot of the like crew, the crew also yeah. yeah totally most of them had been in abusive relationships it's well it's sad <laughs> that's fucked up yeah right that's crazy i mean shit i've been in something like that like it reminds me i've talked about it before but yeah i can really it's terrifying like someone just shows up you're like, how the fuck did they find me? <laughs> I didn't tell them I was here. Like that in itself is like a little horror movie in itself. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, do you feel guilty for not telling them that you're there? Because yeah, you're like, well, I probably should have told them <laughs> I was here. Yes. But like from that perspective, you need that separation because if you're hanging out with and like in this movie, it seems like it was just her and the girls. But like in my horror story, you know, like I had like that similar story where I was with coworkers and I went out with like, you know, guys and girls and we're just like going out for drinks and stuff. It was like just a bunch of coworkers. And then my ex-boyfriend shows up just like out of nowhere. I did tell him where I was, but it was just, it, there was no invite. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I'm grabbing a drink with my coworkers after work. And that's totally a normal thing that people do. But um, he just showed up and like, it was just the scariest thing. Cause like people that I was, I was like facing this way like and the other you know someone else is facing towards me and then they randomly like look behind me and they're like oh my god your, your boyfriend's here like turn around you know it's like dun, 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 dun. you know it's like scary music playing in the yeah. background like you just i remember hearing this story and just like getting chills especially when like, you guys mentioned like his demeanor <laughs> and then he's just like standing there with a huge smile like hi 
hey, probably, you know, it's like, oh, God. Like, like all calm. Like, everything is cool. And then so the, the saddest part is, like, from the outside, everyone's like, oh, he's such a nice guy. Like, everyone's pushing you to be with him. And, like, he's great. Like, oh, my God. Like, don't break up with him. Like, he's the oh best. Oh, my God. Like, you guys have no clue how this person is behind closed doors. And, like, yeah. so that's, like, yeah, like, the, the kind of. In yeah. almost like invisible man behavior where it's just like ew yeah oof. it's so just like controlling yeah like without having to be controlling it's like they well, use yeah, gaslighting yeah and manipulation to make you feel like you're making these decisions but really it's them yeah like planting little seeds in your brain of like how shit is gonna go down if not it's not gonna be cool <laughs> yeah because you know how i get yeah when i'm angry god yeah, I feel so bad. So Anna Kendrick, she was in a relationship for like seven years, I believe she said, with yeah. this guy. Yeah. She's like 37. I thought she was like older when we were talking, but oh. she's 37. Yeah. Either way, like I feel like okay. she looks like so young. I was like, what? She's 37? Yeah. But um, I think her guy was maybe a few years older. And she talks about how one time she was like on set and then he came to like visit her and he yeah. was being all weird. So she was like trying to be like, what's wrong? Can we talk about it? And she was like, please don't say this one girl's name. Please don't say this one girl's name. And then he did. And she was like, ah, oh, damn. So then she yeah. wanted to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, no. After he brought it up. And then he kept, like, shutting her down. Yeah. And um, what blew my mind was how understanding she was about it. Like, there was, like, a quote from her. She said, like, oh, I, like, understand, like, developing crushes. Like, yeah. it was, like, a, he was probably, like, 40 or something. And this girl was, like, 25. Or twenty, early twenties, younger than her, like twenty years younger than him. Yeah, and she's like, you know, like how it is when you get attention from someone attractive, blah blah blah. Like, it's like heroin, or like basically yeah. just saying it's like addictive, right? And then like you love it. She's like, love. All that means is that you're human. Like she's so yeah. fucking understanding, and the fact that he still didn't want to talk to her. And, about but it. she's right. But like, and I love that she opened the door for him to be like. You know, to, to have an honest conversation about the whole thing and where she could forgive him, but then he fucked up and yeah. shut her out. Because he kept worse. gaslighting her about it, like trying to be yeah. like, why do you keep bringing this up? As if like he wasn't acting weird about it. Yeah. And he didn't admit to it. And then he like pretty much denied for like a couple years or like the next year after that, that anything was going on. Like yeah. kept being like, nothing's going on. Like, oh my God, drop it. So just and anytime she would bring it up. Yeah. Yes. Anytime that she would bring it up, I guess he would go like extremely crazy and like go off on her to the point that she'd be like curled up in a ball, like scared for her life. Wow. So, Sad. yeah. And like that's terrifying. And some people will be like, oh my God, that's not abuse. But there was another thing that she said where I was like, damn, like that's a good point. Cause I see people try to dismiss abuse all the time, emotional abuse or just like non physical abuse. And she was like, it just made me realize like, I'm so sorry that you've gone through something that people made you feel like it was okay. And that's why you don't think it's abuse. Yeah. That bitch is so real. So fucking real. So real. Damn, I can't imagine, like, your man showing up to, to your work, especially as an actor, where you're already very vulnerable. And then he just gets in her head and just tells her, I have feelings for another person. And then yeah. just, like, causes drama. That is, oh my God. And then on top of that, just everything that he did to gaslight her. Yeah, what a fucked up. Oh God. Yeah. And I like wonder if it's sabotage. God. And just to make it worse, like she's just so a 
amazing. <laughs> Dude, like, I feel like. No other word for it. Just. At so many points, I was like, what? Yeah. I almost feel like they had an open relationship, I, I believe. It kind of seemed that way. She didn't, like, explicitly say it, but she did mention something where he would try to make her feel, in, like, try to make her feel like it's her that's wrong. Like, your brain is broken. Mm-hmm. First, he was trying to pull the, you're so insecure. Mm. So then that's when she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not fucking insecure. Like, yeah. I've told you before, you can go to Burning Man and fuck 10 bitches. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not one to throw away a relationship over some physical shit. Yeah. Like, that was the agreement from the beginning. Especially if you're Anna Kendrick, you're successful, like, yeah. actress, singer, director, like, amazing person. Yeah, so he probably felt threatened, and I know they talk about that in the podcast. Yeah, which was another important point about it, because she was just much bigger, like, in her career. successful, yeah. More successful. you know what he did? I looked him up. I, like, I was like, who is he? I, like, wanted to know so bad, and I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't know. He's, like, a director slash actor, I think. Oh, so he is a director. Yes. I think director or producer. I think director. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, yeah, for sure he was jealous. Yeah, so that's what Dax Shepard, which I actually, I love Dax Shepard because he, like, it, I think it's because he's been through the AA program Dude, that yes. he had so many good points. He was so compassionate, so fucking smart. So open. Yeah, and, and like, like, such great input. Also, yeah, very vulnerable, willing to just, like, show his, how he's feeling and communicate what he's feeling. Like, amazing. Yeah, and like, to explain, like, Oh, well, from a man's perspective, this is probably what he was thinking, even if it makes just men look so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, gave such good input. Just talked about how he feels bad for successful women because it's probably really hard for them to be in a relationship because men don't really yeah. have a lot of examples of relationships, heterosexual relationships, where the woman is more successful and makes more money. Dude, and the man, yeah. it takes a really good guy. Very secure. To not yeah. feel emasculated, which is crazy that you <laughs> yes. would feel emasculated by that. Bro, of course. I mean, have you ever heard um, Miley Cyrus talk about this? Mm, no. Yeah. With who, Liam? Well, in general, it was like, I just saw like an interview where she's saying, someone's asking her, because, you know, she's like queer. Um, she's like openly queer. And someone asks her like what her preference, or she's like, or they ask her like, do you prefer dating women? Because I think she was dating women at the time that she was getting interviewed Mm. and she's like it's not that I really had the preference it's just that's just where like my relationships went because most of the guys that I dated were just they always felt like they couldn't really handle me being more you know being in the spotlight having more money making more money oh my god yeah so that's that's why you see a lot of uh, successful women Oprah like (laughs) who have you know they date women not I mean I don't know their preferences but a lot of times it's just like they kind of had to open themselves up a little bit and be like, yeah. okay, well, maybe I should look at dating women, Explore even if this. that wasn't the original, you know, preference. But you know, yeah, it's for I the best. Anyway. <laughs> they use Paris Hilton as an example. Apparently, she has a documentary where it's oh, yeah. kind of showing when she was first up and coming when she started DJing. It was like her first DJ gig or something, and how her boyfriend at the time got like super fucked up and belligerent and just kind of like ruined the night was being weird about her like being interviewed and getting pictures and all this shit and just their relationship I think just ended after that because he couldn't handle it Mm -hmm. like they were fine before but after she started popping off couldn't take it like it's just jealousy or it's envy which is another thing I think it's envy jealousy but also like lack of control because men kind of feel 
maybe they maybe feel that women need that validation from them. And so when they start to get validated by like other people around the world, like other, tons of other men and other people, they feel like, well, where's my power? Why did like, I'm not needed. What can I exactly, like, what can I give her anymore? That's crazy. So it's like almost like a ticking time bomb where it's like, she's only, she's going to break up with me only a matter of time. And that's where Dax Shepard said, that's why a lot of guys in that situation cheat. Because it's their only way of gaining that control back. That's a really good perspective. Like, yeah, I never wow. thought about it that way. That's that makes that makes sense. sense. Even though, because oh, most guys cheat though. <laughs> Comfort she <there>. said it. <laughs> Comfort me. <laughs> it's my own experience. It's a lot of women's experience. So it's crazy how many women you meet where every single relationship they've been in, they've been cheated on. Sure. So I don't know if all men cheat, but I think if they do, your ultimate power as a woman. Reminds me of these lyrics here. Kelly says, while I'm here, I'm someone to honor. When I'm gone, I'm someone to mourn. Yes, I love that. <laughs> right? And I feel like that's your ultimate power, like navigating this world with cheater-ass, dusty bums. Yeah. Is knowing that somebody that's with you needs to honor you. If not, you're going to leave and they're going to be fucking sad. And even in the outro, yeah. she says, you're going to want me back. You're going to want me bad. Literally. You know we can't do that. You know we can't do that. <laughs> Happens every time. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, this. I like talked about it last episode. I had a few clips and people were mad. Like I was talking about just like making sure your man is like obsessed, loves you, spoils you, treats you right, gives oh, you princess treatment. Oh, the princess treatment. Yeah, yeah. That one was like doing numbers. People are still mad under my comments. Like because talking about, no, bare minimum. Like, bro. Bare minimum. Do that then. Nobody's stopping you. Because you're, you're stitching someone or something well, like that. Well, first of all, all it was was I read a tweet about some girl saying tweet, pr- yeah. uh, Princess Treatment is this. And what she listed was just bare minimum, bare minimum. things. Yeah. Which it was. And then I just explained yeah. that Princess Treatment is actually what the original thing she said was. Because she was like, Princess Treatment is not XYZ. It's this. But because it's not of like XYZ. You and gifts or like. Paying for your nails and toes and driving you around. That and is, they're, they're calling is. me a gold digger. <laughs> oh, I saw something like that. <laughs> because That's your boyfriend, funny. like, my boyfriend offers to pay for my nails and toes all the time. I do my own nails, but he's always like, oh, do you want a pedicure? Do you want a pedicure? I'm like, I'm okay right now. Like, my feet will be crusty. Like, I'm, like, scared to go to salons right now just because I see all this shit about how they don't properly wash their oh my God. tools. So I'm, like, paranoid. I know. But driving you around, okay, and then buying you gifts 24-7. I never put a price on the gifts. Like, yeah, my boyfriend will buy me just a cute little, this cute little stuffed animal from the gas station. I'm like, that is so sweet of you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Or like some chips. Like, oh, yeah. I know you love hot fries, babe. And I'm a gold digger, apparently. That's hilarious. It just shows they're thinking of you. And like, that's like yeah. a man honoring you is like spoiling you in whatever way he can. Yeah. And a lot of people's love language is gift giving anyway. Yeah. Or acts of service, like yeah. doing things for exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. And like people are losing their minds. It's crazy. Gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Can't even get started on gold digger. Yeah. Yeah. People don't understand what that really means. And yeah, it's stupid. Like people have talked about this constantly, like on TikTok, like the people that are worried about gold diggers coming after their money are usually the brokest people. So every let's fucking, not, <laughs> like, let's not worry about those people. <laughs> You don't even have no fucking gold, bro. Yeah. No gold today. It's like yeah. true rich It's men. men. It's men making like 
40k a year talking about like you gold diggers coming from bro ain't nobody checking you and that's why they're so paranoid that women are gold diggers because they're like oh, they're coming for all i have <laughs> it's like bro you like if you know shit about gold yeah. diggers they're not going after your little 30k 40k 50k yeah. dude nobody under crazy. six figures I'm so like, you unless you're what? making seven figures like stop crying and the thing is that men with money they love to spoil women right exactly yeah and they want their women to look good yeah it's, it's literally a trade-off like they when because guys talk about this all the time they understand that, that if they had money they would be picking the best baddest bitch out there right yeah so they're picking women for their looks but then like men with money understand that those yeah. women are going to be okay with them because they have money like it's exactly give and take it's equal bro bro and and, and a lot of men's like motivation to get rich is to have they're hot women exactly but so, then it's like yeah gold diggers like shut up brokey god <laughs> Brokies, damn. yeah no these guys out here who are complaining about this don't even have any kind of disposable income to even help their girlfriends get manicures like come on that's like 50 bucks or i don't yeah. understand these days but and it's just like like that's and that's such like a like a small thing you know it's like it, it, and it doesn't have to be like that and not even like every single day like i would We're understand talking like once a month yeah or just like little things here and there whatever it is i didn't say like oh he's giving you three thousand dollars for allowance yeah. every month do you know and crazy. pays all your bills and but like if, if a woman asks for anything at all it's like oh that's materialistic like i, I once had a boyfriend who i think we we're talking about like valentine's day or something and I had mentioned like roses or something like bouquet of roses. And he was like, I forgot what the context was, but he was like, bouquet, bouquets are so expensive. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting that. But it wasn't even like, like bouquets are expensive. Bouquets are, of roses are expensive. Like, and I don't even think we're talking about me getting the roses. I forgot what it was about, but like, yeah, just in general, it was like, they're expensive. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, like, have you ever been to Trader Joe's? Literally, you can make your own thing. Or did have you, you ever, or like, you can go to a field and pick flowers. I don't know. Like, I think people forget that, like, when women are asking for flowers or roses, they appreciate the thought and how beautiful these things are. And it's like, if you think I'm a beautiful thing that, you know, person that you love. It's a thought that counts. It's like, Get your girl roses or some flowers on Valentine's Day. Costco has roses, like <laughs> yeah. big ass ones. Yeah, like yeah. they have crazy giant ones, like 50, 60, 70, 80 dollar ones for like the big giant things yeah. of roses. But you could literally go to like any corner store and get like a dozen roses. They're not fucking expensive. Yeah. And I get when you're like 12 years old, you think that they're expensive. But we're yeah. fucking grown <laughs> like, and you're out here crying. For sure. Yeah, it's crazy because like I remember when I was younger. I used to tell guys like, "Oh, I'm I'm low maintenance. I don't like flowers." Didn't we all do that when we were young? Yeah, I mean, of course. It was the pick me and us. I know, and it's sad because you don't want to be high maintenance because then you're not going to get picked, <laughs> right? What what? Well, you're, you're too Glorilla? high maintenance. Yes. Glorilla. What did Glorilla say? I don't know. He gonna choose her every time because it's cheaper to keep her. Oh shit! Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's crazy because it's like I'm not high maintenance at all, and that sounds very pick me. But like, I feel like after you go through shit, you just should be. Happy. I think you I'm, go I'm gonna be. I you should. I'm, I'm gonna be. You know. You should. Because like, yeah, I think the way that I treat myself now that I'm single, and I've been single for like a long time now, um, I treat myself better than most guys have ever treated me. Like, I take myself out on dates. I spend quality time with myself. I make sure I'm taken care of. 
Yeah, I keep seeing like a TikTok. I buy myself shit, so it's like, yeah, I'd rather do that for myself, you know, but, you know, until the right person comes along. It's a lot to give up, like, your solace and just your peace, you know? Oh, exactly. That's what I I seen, like, a tweet or a TikTok that's going around talking about, like, men think they're competing against, like, the other, like, the top 20% of men, like, these high value men that they always talk about but really the they're com- guys good. <laughs> yeah. but really their only competition is like a woman's peace and single? solitude <laughs> yeah being single yeah it's like her being willing to trade in how at peace she is mm. in her life and the way she treats herself and having to allow someone in her space yeah like what was that is it whoopi goldberg that was like i don't want a man living in my house or something like yeah that? yeah <laughs> That is goals. I'm She's serious. so fucking real for that. Yeah. It's so fucking <laughs> true. Cause like, man, like with a man, you have to pick up after him. Not even pick up after him, but I just feel like we have different levels of how we want our homes to look. And it's just, you know, sometimes it's not like ill intended when yeah. men are the way they are, the way they live. But women, maybe it's the way we're socialized and raised. So our standards of clean and the way we yeah. like our houses, our homes, and it's our like areas. It's innate, to too, though, because I feel like little baby yeah. girls are this way. I mean, maybe conditioned. They are. Really young. But, yeah, I mean, it's also, I would gen- say it's also most just of it. generational and biological a little bit, just because it's, or like, you know, passed down a bit. But, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I really, so I love my peace. I love my clean. I love my just, yeah, serenity. Yeah, so as a woman, just to recognize that when someone is with you, they need to honor you or they can be gone and mourn you, like yeah. Caliucci said. Yeah, and Period. so exactly. So don't worry about anybody who can potentially cheat on you because just know you are the ultimate prize, you know. Exactly. And, just and it's like if you get cheated on, that, that's on. on them. They got some issues, security shit or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. And yeah, you'll be fine. They're going to be the ones that are sorry and probably begging for you back. Exactly. And, and stop broken. trying to be low maintenance because you're going to only attract guys that are trying to do bare minimum. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. if a guy doesn't want to deal with you being high maintenance, then there are plenty of girls yeah. out there. Check my comment section from that video <laughs> that are completely fine with bare minimum. That's hilarious. They are down for bare minimum. They're sticking up for the men yeah. in the comments. Go pick them. Exactly. There's so many pick me's. Go pick them, men. Bare minimum men. Go sure. to that video. And I think it's so dumb because, like, you kind of have to fight for, like, what you want a little bit. Like, okay, this is kind of a hot take, but I have this kind of theory, right? So I read this book in my business class once it was like uh how to negotiate or whatever and they talk about the wish want walk method have you heard of this yes well you've told me it but okay. it's really it's really good <laughs> so i feel like this applies so basically it's like when you go into a negotiation a deal making whatever you have to ask for more because you're probably gonna have to compromise for the middle ground so when you're talking about money or um just like the things that you want written and they're always going to try to lowball you too that's what negotiating is it's like you tell me what you want and then i'm going to just like lower you until i think that you can be lowered or like i mean some people negotiate differently but like usually it's a back and forth and you somehow end up in the middle so the wish is what you really want and it's like like think of your greatest dreams that's like your wish right and then you have your wants which is like that's what I really want, but I'm wishing for more. But yeah. like, this is what I'm okay with. This is what I want. 
And then you have your walk, which is your like ultimate like low ball. Like this is where you walk, you know? So yeah, that's like if someone's like, I'll give you this and that's just below your wants, then you walk. Exactly. And I think that can be applied to like, you know, what you want in a relationship. It it applies to this whole bare minimum thing. Because some women's bare minimum is where they will settle instead of that's where they walk. So then the, yeah, it's unfathom, unfathomable. Yes. Unfathomable. For, <laughs> to, for them to even see their life being spoiled or treated a certain way mm-hmm. because they never even wished for that in the first place. Whereas other women, yeah. they're aspiring for like the moon and the stars. Yeah. They're willing to settle for this. And if it's all you have is bare minimum, I'm walking. Yeah. <laughs> exactly so then they're mad but then they're fighting you for wanting more so it's like because they're secretly jealous of course the, and and the fact is i mean like the whole glorilla thing is yeah it's easier to you know go with somebody who has a low standard or whatever or like low maintenance but if you're out here wishing for the, the world yeah it's gonna be a harder sell but eventually like you'll find somebody that's willing to either like meet somewhere in the middle or meet you at that wish give you everything you want give you the world trust and believe there's men out there that want to be with someone like that because to do that you have to really love someone and that's what i think a lot of people aren't understanding when they're trying to like say gold digger is because they think it's all materialistic but it's like no that's one aspect of the relationship and someone that's willing to go above and beyond for you loves you and of course you're gonna love them too because why would you want to be with someone that you don't love yeah hello exactly it's just like women are just naturally like loving in general so it's like we already go above and beyond the world we're just hoping we want to be treated in a certain way because we know that we can reciprocate that exactly exactly wish for the stars baby exactly yeah yes so that's pretty much the song it's a little it's a little repetitive it's really good but like there's not much like deviance in the lyrics so we can move on from that. We understand kind of the point of the song. And shout out to her for giving us some good lines and a good little bop. But let's talk about Anna Kendrick a little bit more. I might have to do a part two on this because there's so many things. Yeah, it was a long episode, right? It was like two and a half hours. Yeah, I like think that. not all of it was about like with her in it. She like yeah. left like 30 minutes before it was over or something. Yeah, and then the first like 30 are also kind of like not really yeah Yeah. that's a good chunk but i mean i do recommend if you're listening to watch it or listen to it because it is really good and like there's no way i could cover everything i would have to do like an hour-long episode just to cover every single thing but let me find like another one of my favorite points that we could talk about yeah but another thing also is like the way she was so understanding and all that like gave him so much grace i don't know like what's the lesson there like, she did all that, and he was still, like, dogging her out. Like, should we have grace? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, what else did you want her to do? I fuck him up. I'm just kidding. Like, it's, what, what good is that going to do her? Yeah, I know. And I guess that does no, bring I me to another point when they're talking about, like, um, yeah. therapy. Because, like, he would always go off on her, right? So she would be scared to bring it up. Because, like, uh, he's going to get scary. Mm. So then they finally ended up going to couples therapy. And there was one time where he said something that, like, really triggered her. Yeah. So she blew up on him. And all she was thinking the whole time was, like, oh, no. Like, he's about to, like, get crazy probably. Like, look what I just did, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And then she finished yelling and it was like calm. He was just like chill and he didn't go off or nothing. Like, what? Mm. And then her and like with Dax and the other girl, Monica Padman, they were like talking about how he probably wanted her to react that way. Like a narcissist. I don't even know if he is a narcissist, but Mm. someone like that, they are trying to push your buttons. They want to get that reaction out of you. And the reason he was wanting her to act out like that and like to retaliate was that so it would fit the narrative in his head of like why it was okay for him to be doing what he was doing because then he could excuse his cheating and his lying yeah 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 like it made him happy that she reacted that way because yeah because he he has so much idea of her of being like she's a psycho you know because it's always she's a psycho always so i you know i can justify that i'm doing this this and this yeah, but. especially since he's, like, cheating so also he could though, tell himself. There's, there's like, certain people, like, I, I don't know if it's, like, a narcissist. I don't know. I just kind of feel like there's certain people that potentially are narcissists or maybe not that they just feel at peace when other people are yelling at them. Mm. So, like, they kind of, like, that's kind of, like, their normal. Like, when, when it's, like, a heated conversation or, like, so they purposely um, push buttons. Like I've met, I've met are you talking about like reactive abuse? I don't know what it's called, but like, are you talking about like abusers where they're usually the crazy one, so they try to push your buttons to make you react? That way, they could be like, "See, you're the crazy one." Yeah, but it's not just within a relationship. I'm talking about yeah, just in general, like people that I I know are kind of like this that they mm-hmm. feel like that's like kind of they feel like at peace this way almost, where this is what they know. Oh, so, so maybe like, it's, it's not really normal. like uh, intentional. But it's just that's how maybe they grew up or that that's it's almost like they're inflicting pain on themselves or it's kind of self uh, mm. self inflicting a little bit. Interesting. I mean, maybe I don't like know. this this guy. Right. So Anna Kendrick's ex, he feels like he deserves to be treated poorly because he's doing all these bad things. So when she yells at him, not only is it justifying like this idea of who she is as a psycho, but also he's getting what he deserves I don't, mm, interesting, I don't think that's what it is. I don't know. Um, I had a thought about it, because I feel like they were talking about something also in the episode where I was like, oh, that's crazy. Oh, because she kept talking about how it was really hard for her to accept for a long time that his pain was real, because she kind of realized that he would react that way, like, go crazy whenever she would try to question him. And it was because it was, like, disturbing his reality because he has kind of, like, the same brain as an addict. She never really mentioned if he is an alcoholic, but she said that she was going to Al-Anon meetings. What is... Which is... It's like AA, but it's for people that are dealing with alcoholics instead. Oh, okay. So she was attending these meetings a lot. Maybe. So I'm assuming he was an alcoholic, too. and. There, Dax Shepard's talking about how, like, the addict brain, you're constantly just, like, creating realities in order to, like, lie and get away with things and convince yourself. Crazy. And how a lot of addicts can pass lie detector tests because they, like, truly believe the shit that they're saying. Oh, okay. Bro, low-key a lot of actors are that way, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> you see, like, these videos of actors, like, passing lie detector tests. Oh, that's and true. I wouldn't say that they're addicts, but they got yeah. a crazy brain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which, like, lie detector tests aren't, like, really... Hundred I mean, percent. If, if you can, like, as an actor, kind of get into the zone of like, this is my reality, because that's kind of what they do, right? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I remember. Sorry, kind of going off topic, but 
uh, one of my business classes, like way back in the day, they taught us about um, like I don't I forgot why, but it was like the top ten types of people that you trust the least. Oh, so, and actors were like like number one or number two. <laughs> I feel like they do get that stereotype. And it was like number, and it was like lawyers and all these other people. But I always feel so bad. Like it happened to Amber Heard, but people were like she's an actress. Of course, those tears are fake. And anytime yeah. like a actress that's a woman speaks out about some shit, they're like she's lying. I know it's sad, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also yeah. I mean, seeing men, but obviously they don't get it as bad. Yeah, but yeah, you would question because they are trained to to lie to themselves. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah. I think that's like why he was acting crazy was because every time she would ask him or like try to be gracious with him, mm-hmm. or like she would be this person that he wasn't trying to make her out to be, or she was asking him a question that was disturbing his reality that he was telling himself in order mm-hmm. to be okay with what he was doing. It would cause him immense shame and pain. She described it as like I was burning him alive. Oh my god! Basically, so she had to accept that the pain was real for him, and that's why he was acting that way. And like, at first, in order to leave the relationship, she had to like kind of be in a state of not having that much grace mm-hmm. and like hating him. And and then after she healed and removed herself, or like was trying to go through it, then she was able to reflect and have more of like a understanding, like being able to look back and be more understanding. But in order to leave, first you need to like like fuck this like they're fucking evil whatever mm-hmm. you need to tell yourself Well, she ended up finding the proof that he was cheating all this shit and that's when she was finally able to leave and she was saying in her like attachment brain because she had like attachment issues what happened for her was even when she found the proof first first of all she knew like she would like write down dates and journal like journal obsessively and then once she found the proof in his phone even when she told him, she showed him whatever, and he still tried to be like, what are you talking about? And that's when she realized, like, you're fucking pathological. Like, this shit's yeah. pathological. And But then she even realized for herself, she even questioned herself in that moment because her attachment brain wants to believe him still so bad. Oh, yeah. And then finally she talked to the girl, and then she, that's when she was able to let go. Yeah. And she realized she'd been in fight or flight state for so long hadn't eaten for like a week and after mm-hmm. she got off the phone with that girl she was like oh yeah i need a plate of nachos yeah, i remember that <laughs> and she was just like it was a huge relief and just like wow really fucking great episode i think yeah. i'm gonna have to talk about it more yeah next week because it was really yeah. so many great points but definitely go listen listener definitely she opens you have up a, a lot you'll learn a lot and whether or not it happens it has happened to you before or not it's really good because it can happen to anybody it gives you a lot of understanding of why people stay it's like the shame oh another good thing that i was like whoa was when dax Shepard was talking about how he had his mom on the show and his mom had been abused in a relationship i think it was like her second marriage or something and he was like mom like you're such a badass like you like were abused like what the hell like yeah and like why didn't you leave i think he asked her and she was like Honestly, like the shame of failing again at a marriage was so much worse than the actual physical abuse. And I, I was know, going through. Bro, shame <sighs> is so powerful. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's the same reason that people that get, you know, what word names for R A P E D? Graped. Raped. Sexually assaulted. S A D. There we go. S A D. I don't know, whatever. I hate all these code words. <laughs> <laughs> people that go through that won't come out because of the shame. Yeah, that's so much greater than going through this like painful experience. 
Yeah. But it's like crazy because, yeah, I'm sure people up. are going to be judging you, but not as many as you think usually. I think most people are on your side. And that's why, especially like as a woman, I just believe all women. Like, I still can't believe how many women were like tearing down Amber, Amber Heard. And to this day, well, they had good lawyers and social media is very powerful. So I can't. It is. Like, at first, I think everyone was on Johnny's side. Yeah. I was. But it's just like, bro, get your mouth off his dick and pay attention. Like, think a little more deeply. Understand the power of the media and propaganda and a smear campaign and the history of women being abused and not believed. Or just, like, what money can do. You know, like, what power can do. Power. That part. The influence. Yeah. I don't know. That's a whole other thing, but yeah, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor woman. All right. That is it for this episode. We had a lot of good topics in there, but I'm probably going to try to gather my thoughts on what I didn't cover because honestly, my notes were way too long for me to even like look through them because I was just like every five minutes, I was like, oh, bars. This is so good. I know. Yeah, there was so much to cover, but and I can't wait to watch the movie either. I really need to yeah. find a showing near me and watch it. So also, you guys try to watch it so we can talk about it next time. Yes. Um, shout out to Wild Seven Studios, April. Shout thanks out. for being on the episode with me. Thanks for having me. Yes, Always a good time. Yeah. Um, and sorry I missed the last two weeks, y'all. I was supposed to have a guest I was really excited about, and then just like some shit went down. Didn't work out. But um, yeah, this is episode 12. We've got three more episodes to go. Happy Valentine's Day again to everybody. I hope that you spend it with your friends or your love, whoever that love is, platonic, romantic. Or yourself. Family. Or yourself. Yeah, treat the yourself. The greatest love of all. Please. Literally. That's what I'm going to do. There's another shit in like the episode where she was talking about like, or he was talking about the whole shame thing. And it's just like, you can kind of understand when other people hurt you and the world hurts you or whatever. But like, do you ever feel ashamed about like, I was supposed to protect myself? And I was like, oh, that's true. I kind of talked about that last episode, I think, too. Like, you always have to re- remember the little child version of you. That's the yeah. only way I can truly feel like more sympathetic of myself or more, yeah. like, you know, where I can be more protective of myself. That's a good way to put it, too. Yeah, it's like a younger version of you. Exactly. Or the teenage you. I always hear people talking about like we always talk about our like childhood you or whatever or your inner child but what about, think about your them, inner like, teen as a, like a person I look at pictures I'm like that's what I even said like last episode I think I was like think of yourself because I think yeah. sometimes we forget that like you know like we're yeah. like maybe separate your mind from your body I think sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves yeah. so take care of yourself romanticize your life if it's Valentine's Day or just whatever day it is like love yourself but you know yeah yeah we'll see you guys next time follow me on instagram tiktok and twitter at seven after dark you can follow me on instagram and tiktok at april directs and follow wild wild seven studios at wild seven studios yeah and youtube everywhere youtube still working on getting those videos up i promise guys (laughs) we've been busy you know it's a small team out here it's hard yeah (laughs) real small team yeah and reach out to us if you think you'd be a good guest on simpin after dark or on any of our other podcasts or if you know somebody that would be we'll see you guys next time bye